0: There's a link in the show notes, or if you're an Instagram user, just message me, Three Steps. That's the number three, S-T-E-P-S, and I'll send you that link. Let today be the day you get started. There's times when you should just press through, but there's also times when you should just acknowledge my body or my mind says, I'm tired. I need a season of rest and it pays off. Welcome to Measure Twice, Cut Once, the podcast where we hear quilters and other crafters stories and draw encouragement and even life lessons from them. I'm your host, Susan Smith, and I'm coming to you from my quilting studio, Stitched by Susan. This is where my long arm, Lucy, and I spend a lot of our days doing freehand, edge-to-edge quilting. If you're not a quilter and those terms are Greek to you, it's basically doodling on the surface of a quilt with a 50-pound writing pencil with needle and thread attached at high speed. And if you are a machine quilter, I have a resource for you that I think you will love. Quilted feathers have always been eye-catching from a century ago when they were being hand quilted to recent years where you're seeing beautiful, intricate, highly detailed feathers on show quilts. But they can also be kind of intimidating. They can really be challenging to quilt. Well, because I love edge-to-edge quilting, I have designed this all-over meandering type of feather that you can cover an entire quilt top with. No stopping, no starting, no worrying about borders or seam allowances, just quilting that feather. And so I've composed a class that will show you how to achieve these graceful flowing feathers. So it goes from the very basic feather shape to getting even coverage on the quilt to avoiding awkward corners even customizing some little details. So it's all here in the class and I'll walk you through it and demo the quilting for you step by baby step. So to get access to that class just go to my website stitchedbysusan.com and a sign up form will pop up. It is absolutely free but you do need to register to get the login information for it and you can go back and watch it as many times as you like. So enjoy that. It's called the All Over Feather. Today's episode is going to be a little different from my usual interview style episodes. If you were listening to the Dave and Susan, the Inside Scoop episode, you know that we had a very frank discussion about our journey as entrepreneurs and in particular in the last 18 months or so when we've been learning and trying a lot of new things, including podcasting. And we had some difficulty with our hard drives and our data, and so it's off at the doctors being restored to us, but in the meantime, I currently don't have access to all of my pre-recorded episodes. So today you get a kind of special one. I'm going to be talking about some of the lessons that I've learned, so stay tuned for that. Today's Pins and Needles is brought to you by The Will and Dave Show. Hi, I'm the Will Half of The Will and Dave Show. A short little podcast that myself and the eponymous Dave like to record talking about the things that really matter to us, whether that's social, political, or pop culture. Usually we don't see eye to eye, but more often than not, we can find some common ground in there somewhere. And now, back to pins and needles with a quick tip for all you sharp quilters out there. Since the new year is just around the corner, I have a tiny little resolution to recommend to you. Try this year to learn one new crafting skill. So whether it's crocheting or knitting socks or English paper piecing, spend just a little bit of time investing in either a class or maybe you can find another crafter who has a gift or a talent that you can swap and each teach each other something. It's just, it broadens the mind and it's encouraging and downright fun. So try out a new skill this year. You'll be glad you did. You know, I love my coffee. If you are interested in supporting this podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash stitched by Susan there for the price of a delicious coffee, you're able to make a one-time contribution. I thank you so much for your support, and maybe take a moment now to refill your cup as you settle back to enjoy today's episode. As 2021 draws to a close and we get ready to launch into a brand new year, I've just taken some time to reflect. To reflect on things that have been illuminated in my life this last year. To reflect on things I'd like to do better. And to reflect on lessons learned. So if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, they've been a little out of the ordinary. Rather than my usual interviews with other crafters telling their stories, I've been doing some introspective podcasts, if you will. So this kind of came about from a mechanical failure of our hard drive and the temporary inability to access some of our recorded podcasts. And so I'm kind of filling in. And as with so many things, sometimes unexpected blessings arrive from those little places where we need to pivot. And so this has provided a time really for thought. And so one episode was my husband and I, It's called The Inside Scoop where we were talking about things that we've learned together, about working together as a couple, about being entrepreneurs. And then most recently, I was um, basically paying tribute to my mom who taught me so many life lessons just by example. And so I was recounting some of those lessons and what they've meant to me over the years. My mother isn't living anymore and so they're all the more meaningful because they're just in my memory and I treasure them. But today I thought I'd talk a little bit about internal lessons, if you will, and many of you listeners are also viewers of my YouTube channel and on that channel, it's also called Stitched by Susan. I'm always quilting at the long arm, and it's kind of a free flow of thought. So as I'm working through a project, I'm talking about my thought processes, why I choose this thing, why I do it that way. And it's not about right or wrong or a lesson. It's just kind of letting you inside my head. Well, today's episode will be a little like that, too. I'm just going to talk about some of these things that I think about. And, you know, I haven't outlined them. It won't be... um, in a particular format, but just thoughts that have come to me about this last year or two. And I think one of the biggest ones would be take time. And I I approach that in several ways. One of the life lessons that I mentioned I learned from my mom was recognizing seasons and for her, it was very practical the summer season for outdoor work for gardening for farming for growing those sorts of things And then the winter season was generally when she picked up her crafts her handiworks But there are also seasons in life, and I think it's important to recognize them No season should be all things you shouldn't be doing all the things all the time And here's a little example yesterday I I just reached the bottom of my fuel tank and I was just done on so many levels. There were just things that were frustrating and I just, I took a moment to just recognize, okay, this season is, I'm tired, I need to rest. So I literally spent the afternoon with a good book and my lovely weighted blanket that one of our kids gave me that I love so much and I just sort of decompressed for the afternoon. And that was a short season, but I just acknowledged I need a small season of rest. And sure enough, this morning when I woke up, I was refreshed. I had some new ideas and certainly I had fresh energy to do the things that needed doing. And as I record this, we're in the week leading up to Christmas. So there's lots of things that need doing. But just that recognition is helpful to me that I don't have to be in top gear all the time. I can take a season of rest, even during a busy time, and I feel like it pays dividends. There's times when you should just press through, but there's also times when you should just acknowledge my body or my mind says, I'm tired, I need a season of rest, and it pays off the next day as I am today, refreshed and ready to go again. I think, too, that seasons for thought are important. So, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I talk about that quite a lot. So I'm producing YouTube videos or producing this podcast or I'm quilting for clients. And it seems like there's always a project on the go, something that needs to be accomplished. I have learned, too, that I need to take seasons or periods when I'm not producing and those are the times when I often have fresh new ideas, or yeah, new ideas, basically a new idea for a project or a new idea for how to present. I do a lot of teaching, so I like to ruminate over things. That's when I come up with examples or stories or ways to explain the thing that I maybe haven't used before. But That process, for me anyways, cannot be forced. I can't just continually push to produce, push to produce. I have to take seasons of even my thoughts being able to rest. And it doesn't come very naturally to me because I'm a doer. And so I feel like if I'm not doing, I must be missing something, you know? But I really, really think those times, those down times when the mind is not actively engaged Yet there are things going on under the surface, and if you don't leave them time to percolate and room and space in your head, you can really miss out. I think that probably plays out in stress levels if you don't. And so it's really, really important on every level. It's important to take time for thoughts. That does definitely for me, translate into increased creativity if I take that downtime when I need to. So those are kind of several aspects of taking time, and that's just a phrase that I—it's come to mean a lot to me over the last few months. Something else that Dave and I referred to in our in our chat together a couple weeks ago um, was not being afraid to try new things, and. For me, this has been an an ongoing thing that I need to learn, and probably I'll never be done learning it, but it's become quite real to me in the last year or two. There's been a few specific things that I've needed to learn. For example... Um, I wanted to set up a website. And I worked with a developer at one point, a kind of VA, you know, and tried to explain to them what I wanted and send them all my photographs and and convey what it was that I was trying to create. And it just didn't work. And I I should insert here, I'm not looking for a high-end website. I don't do a lot of sales at it and things like that. I just wanted it to be representative of me and my services. And long story short, I decided, you know what? I just need to learn how to build a basic website so that I can make it be what I'd like it to be, and also so that I can edit and update it on my own. If you know me personally, I'm not very techie. That did not come easily to me. But it was eye-opening to find that once I had made up my mind to it, and once I decided I'm going to devote this block of time to learning, and I literally sat down every day and spent some time learning my new skill... I can learn. And so I mastered a skill that I did not have before. And there are certainly other things in in my world of quilting, particularly freehand quilting or free motion quilting. That can seem really intimidating to someone who's never done it before and awe-inspiring. They're all, wow, how do you do that? Well, the magic of it is it's, it's like learning to walk as a toddler. It's like learning... Handwriting as a first or second grader, it is literally a skill that can be learned. And so I'm learning to overcome my fear of new things, of things that I don't know how to do. I can learn them. Um, Designing graphics for my business was another one. And I, I know lots of you in this uh, sort of world of entrepreneurs and in Facebook groups and in things like that, there's lots of discussion about the apps that people use and the programs they use. And it can be really bewildering when you look at it at first and think, oh, how can I possibly do that? But again, taking time to just devote to the learning process and it gives you such a feeling of accomplishment when you learn a new skill. And I think I started that last paragraph by talking about learning free motion quilting. It's exactly the same thing. It can be learned. And it's like magic when you, you know, the light goes on and it clicks in your brain. The, the muscle memory, the motions, the repetitive motions just click. It's so, so very rewarding to learn a new thing. And I know I keep coming back around to the whole free motion quilting as the, um, the ultimate thing to learn. But for me, that is my joy. And I like sharing it too. So yeah, sorry, it keeps coming across in everything I say. Another thing that I've learned to do um, in this last year or so is to ask some questions. And there are some different ones that I've been asking myself. And these did not most of them originate with me. I am a podcast listener, and I particularly like educational podcasts, and it is incredibly inspiring and encouraging to listen to other people's aha moments and the ways that they approach decisions, life, business, those sorts of things. So some of these big questions are the ones that they ask in the podcast that I'm listening to, and so then I can take them and apply them to me. Some of the questions, what do I want to do? So for example, with my time, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling like there are so many things to do, I don't know what to do first. I try to ask myself that big question, what is it I want to be doing? Do I want to be Um, limiting the number of hours I work in a week so that I can spend more time with my family? Do I want to change the level of my paycheck so that I can afford to travel? Do I want to put away funds for retirement? Do I want to... um, There's all different things, and they certainly do not all need to relate to money. By any means, it can be time or relationships, any number of things, learning new crafts, because that's what I do. But just... I've learned to ask myself, where do I want to be? What do I want the goal to be? And then you can back up with smaller questions. How do I get to that goal? There's there's the danger of, um, if you don't ask that question, there's the danger of just keeping on doing what you're doing today, and perhaps never turning that corner and heading toward that place where you want to be. And it may not be an ultimate goal, but it might be wise to ask yourself, where do I want to be at this time next year? And then what do I need to do to get there? It's all too easy, and I speak from personal experience. It's all too easy to just head down, keep doing all the urgent things that are on my to-do list today and never actually getting the wheels turning toward being where I'd like to be in a year's time. So asking, what do I want to do with my time? Another question that I ask myself is, why not? So perhaps when an opportunity Comes my way, perhaps the question isn't why should I, but the question is why not? And I'm going to give you our very concrete example from our life. We had the opportunity, this is my husband Dave and I, to foster a child this year. And it's not a thing that we've done in the past. We have four children of our own and they're grown and and gone from the nest already. And Dave. Um, does a lot of volunteer driving of foster children, to and from appointments, visitations, things like that. And so this opportunity came with one particular teenage boy, and we've known him for a few years, and we talked about it at some length, over a period of weeks, even months. And initially, the question we were asking ourselves is, you know, should we? And eventually, in my heart, the question became, why not? When I have something to offer, when I have the ability to give and to open my home and my heart, why wouldn't I? So that was a question I asked myself a few times this year, but that was probably the biggest example. Why not? I think that asking these questions just helps us to prioritize in our lives. And I think it It feels very powerful because I have realized I always have choices. So if today I'm not content with how I spend my time or how I spend my money or how I spend my relationship efforts. I have choices, I can change. So whether the questions are why or why not or where do I want to be or whatever your question may be, it's very powerful to know that you can make a choice. There's always a choice in front of you. I hope that helps someone today. I'm not quite sure where all that came from, but these are the things that do that do percolate and honestly back to talking about free motion quilting I can pretty much do that with with only half of my mind engaged so I spend a lot of hours quilting and that gives me a lot of time to think and to listen and to ponder and I appreciate it so one last thing I wanted to talk about was kind of an epiphany earlier this year for the first time I purchased an online course and I became a student and I actually had you know modules to work through and Workbooks to fill out and lessons or steps to complete. It kind of felt a little funny going back to school in a way, but as with some of these other um, thoughts that I've had this year, it was really, really empowering this process of learning something new and the process of um not learning it the hard way, right, of taking what someone else has learned, and now they've put it together, you know, kind of as a three-course meal or six-course or whatever the case may be, and they're just presenting it to me in a step-by-step format. It was a beautiful thing, and I so appreciated it. And so I made this kind of resolve to every year now to devote some time, particularly, and perhaps some dollars, but at least to invest some time in educating myself, and in learning something new. That also made me think how each of us benefits by um, the different levels of learning. So I was taking this course from someone who's further along the journey than I am and had something to teach me had quite a bit to teach me quite honestly. At the same time, I know that there are people who are not as far in the journey as I am, and I have something that I can share with them. And isn't that a beautiful picture of how life ought to be? Each of us should have, within our life, people that we are learning from, that we want to emulate, that are role models for us. At the same time, people who are not as far along as us that we can lend a helping hand to and be encouraging to. To me, that speaks of a well-rounded life, when you are not just existing on a level with your peers, but you are both learning from those who are further ahead than you and more mature perhaps than you, and you are also giving and teaching and sharing with those who are coming along behind you. So with that, I will end my ponderings for today. I hope that some of those points have have spoken to you and that they help you to formulate some of your thoughts about things that you've learned this last year and perhaps make some gentle resolutions about what steps you want to take going into 2022. So I wish you all a very hopeful beginning to the coming new year. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. It really helps other listeners to find the show so they can enjoy these stories too. Thank you very much for taking the time to leave either a rating or a review or both. I sure appreciate it. I would also love to hear from listeners who'd like to nominate a crafter they know who has a story to tell, and you can nominate yourself for sure. If you know of such a person or are one, email me at info at I would love to get in touch. So until next time, may your sorrows be patched and your joys be quilted.